welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And together we are the Pacific Point of View. Welcome back, week 11. Guys, it's okay to cry. That's the theme of this weekend. I was telling Colt the whole weekend, uh, it, it was reality check weekend, and it felt like a lot of the fun teams fell off this week. You got Michigan State, you got Wake Forest. But that being said, let's uh, let's jump into our surprises, and uh, we have Cousin Eddie here now to get us in there, so let's let him drop us in. You surprised? <laughs> surprised, Eddie? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. All right, Hayden, what surprised you the most from Week 10? This is more of a stat to this point in the okay. season than any particular outcome last week. Who is, I don't know if you guys have seen it, Who's leading the country in touchdown passes right now? Any idea? Hmm. Tom Brady? <laughs> is, it Tanner, is it Mordecai? No. It's Western Kentucky quarterback Bailey Zapp. Oh. He's a one-star grad transfer from Houston Baptist. Completely flew under the radar. He's the second coming of Brandon Dowdy. <laughs> exactly. And Huda is that guy? This guy, he just reminds me of Gardner Minshew. Just kind of how he was at Washington State. And yeah. some of these guys who come out of nowhere from the transfer portal... He's at 3,688 yards, 37 touchdowns uh, to six interception, interceptions, a QBR of 165. And Western Kentucky, they're going pretty good, 5-4. and four. They're 4-1 four and one in Conference USA play, and they're tied uh, for first in the East with Marshall. So Bailey Zapp, I think, is one of the surprising stories of this college football season. Maybe in a terrible quarterback class, uh, could rise to the occasion that's, on some boards. That's the, that's the thought. All right, Cole, what surprised you? Man, it was almost this weekend. LSU was in the game versus Bama. They had multiple chances to win. They only lost by six on the road. But, man, I was hoping that they would win to just eliminate you know, a potential Bama getting you in. You think a two-loss Bama's eliminated? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, this is, no. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I can totally see Bama losing to Auburn, like, on the road, and then beating Georgia in the SEC championship game, and then they'll still be in. I mean, that's how ridiculous it is. Um, but we need Georgia to beat Bama for, you know, the sake of parity in college football. If not, the SEC is guaranteed two teams. Yeah. I, I had, uh, that was my same surprise, and so it was Bama looking vulnerable versus LSU, but I'll just double down on what I said already and, and what I was telling Colt the whole weekend. It was reality check weekend. Georgia's going 12-0. Mm -hmm. That was that reality check. Bama's vulnerable. Since he doesn't look like a top-four team, Wake Forest, Michigan State, Baylor, probably not going to the playoff. We got that reality check this weekend. Hawaii probably won't make a bowl game. Oregon State, they're not ready to make that next step this year. And uh, ASU, still a good team. So all, I think, reality checks for everyone. It was a common theme, but uh, let's go ahead and we'll talk about who was eating their Wheaties. Better get your whole grain. I bet eat my Wheaties. All right, uh, let's start with Colt, because we started with Hayden last time. Who was eating their Wheaties this week? This was a team effort, just like everyone was getting a game ball at the end of the game. I think everyone got their own bowl of cereal this week of Wheaties. U of A broke their 20-game losing streak with a 10-3 win over Cal. It only took Cal to have like 24 guys uh, out with COVID for Arizona to win. So it's kind of a Mickey <laughs> a, Mouse yeah, win. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. But did you see like head coach Jed Fish and even their kicker Tyler Loop, who, who was responsible for four of the 10 Arizona points this weekend? They both got game balls. Yeah, Jed Fish was, uh, what was he called? He said they, Stanley Barry Hill III, his first name's Stanley, right? Okay. Yeah. He said Jed Fish was the best coach in America. Yeah! <laughs> 
Double down. He on said that. it. He said a one and eight coach is the best coach in America. Book it. That's a cold take, but you know what? <laughs> he was the emotions were high. Obviously, when your first game in twenty games, that'll happen. Hayden, who's eating their Wheaties? And I was I was torn between two guys, and I got a shout out. This is not my Wheaties guy, Tavion Thomas. Man, reposted one of our posts. I yes, mean, that's, we got a shout MVP. out Budge. Got a shout out Budge for the graphic, and that was that was a cool moment to see. Of just an absolute beast repost our some of our stuff but i'm gonna go with rashad white who had a career game against usc earned impact 12 player of the week honors 202 yards on the ground three touchdowns 7.2 yards per carry he also got in on the passing game two receptions for 35 yards and this is the rashad white i think we were all expecting to see this year he had yeah a just was absolutely absurd last year came out of nowhere was a juco guy and he beat out Chip Trainum and Daniel Ngata for the majority of snaps last year, had 10 yards per carry, and really, I don't think ever found his footing this year up until last week, and that's huge for the Sun Devils going into the Pacific Northwest this week. Yeah, great. Uh, I had I had him mentioned, but I knew somebody was going to take him, probably you. I also had Tavian Thomas uh, mentioned, 20 carries, 177 yards, four touchdowns, absolute beast. And then I also had Brennan Lewis from Colorado. We we talked about it. You alluded Brennan Lice, Brennan Rice, not Brennan Lice. <laughs> that would be significantly less cool. Brennan Lewis, uh, both guys for Colorado playing very well. Lewis goes 15 to 24, 170 yards, three touchdowns, and uh, exposed those Beavers' road woes yet again. Speaking of woes, let's talk about who's eating their Fruit Loops. Uh, I'll start with Dylan should not be starting Morris. Uh, 15 of 27, 110 <laughs> yards, uh, no touchdowns and a pick. And the Ducks looked vulnerable again. Washington had a chance to pull a Stanford-style uh, stunner. That's alliteration for you. And yeah. they did it. They uh, snapped it over their punter's head for a safety. And Jimmy Lake grabbed a player's face and got suspended a game. So, Without uh, pay. Yeah, not good. They were eating their Fruit Loops. Yeah. Why is does Sam Hew- is What's wrong with Sam Heward? Is there something wrong? You have a five-star quarterback sitting on your bench, yep. and you've got this guy, a walking <laughs> trash can, out here Damn. averaging, what, 105 yards per game, and they score, like, maybe two touchdowns yeah. if they're lucky. I'm going to stay in the state of Washington. Jimmy Lake, You mentioned for the same reason you mentioned, got in a fight with one of his players on the sideline. I mean, that might be a little bit harsh. I think he was just disciplining him, but w- took it way too far. Yeah. Slapped the dude on the helmet multiple times, shoved him from the back. You, that's just a terrible look for a head coach. And a guy who has already drawn the ire of the Husky fan base, he's yeah. not well-liked at all. And to be honest, I think this just sealed his fate. I don't think Washington, there's any way they have grounds to bring him back for next year. Yeah, agreed. Colt, who's eating the Fruit Loops? You guys want to know how to build chemistry? You take a trip to Costco with the lads, you go to aisle 12, and you get a box of Special K, and you eat it with the boys. Okay, because this is what Jaden Daniels and his receivers need to do together. Because I just, I see the lack of chemistry. Daniels only 11 of 20, two interceptions, 145 yards passing. The leading receiver, Brian Thompson, four receptions, 68 yards. I'm just seeing a miss in now back-to-back weeks between Daniels and his receivers. This goes back to the drops in the Utah game. They need to go to Costco, figure it out, go get some samples, and figure it all out. Yeah, forget about the Wheaties. Uh, just go for that special K. Yes, sir. Red berries? It has to be the red berries. If not, it's a, it's a waste of a trip. All right, all right, fair enough. Uh, let's jump forward. Let's go into the big picture. 
Uh, basketball season is here, boys. Let's go! A uh, few games going down. We just got the lowdown from uh, Nick Hodel. He let us know what was going on. Shout out to the College Basketball Bonanza <laughs> podcast. Exactly, exactly. On Blaze Radio as well. Um, so let's talk about because college basketball season is here, okay. some teams that aren't as good at football, they're going to be losing some fans. So uh, why don't we start with you, Hayden? Who are a few teams that are probably going to start losing some fans this weekend? I've got UCLA. This is a team that has underperformed on the field again in football. They just come in with these expectations, had the early wins, maybe got some fans in the stands. But when we were there, that place was was, you know, maybe maybe 60 percent full, probably not even. And it doesn't help when their stadium, albeit beautiful, is like an hour away from campus, Mm -hmm. whereas the basketball stadium is on campus and UCLA is preseason ranked, I think, like number two in in the main poll. So I got it right here. I think I think UCLA uh, would definitely yeah, fall under the category. And then Texas, Texas is four and five this year in football. And when you think Texas, I think football, baseball. Those are the two sports that they're traditionally dominant in. But they're another uh, top five, a top ten team in basketball this year. And I I think with the season pretty much shot. In year one under Sark, I think yeah. the Longhorns fans might be looking to... Uh, Haven't even clinched a bowl game yet. Yeah, might be looking to support the guys on the court. All right, Colt? Guys, I'm going to start with uh, North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina basketball is going into their first season uh, without head coach Roy Williams. But for on the football side, you know, it's been kind of depressing. I mean, you've had, you know, high expectations to potentially crack the playoff this year. And you didn't. And so, you know, when it doesn't work on the football side in North Carolina, you turn to the basketball team. So hopefully, you know, their fan base is looking at, you know, potentially a new era and hopefully a successful one. The second team I have, kind of a sleeper, Vanderbilt. Okay, oh. they've got a name, Scotty Pippen Jr. on this team. And if that, that's got to excite you way more than whatever's going on with the football program because... Bring back Sarah Fuller. Yeah, Sarah <laughs> Fuller was the only bright spot of this Vanderbilt football program for the past uh, two years. And so, yeah, look out for Scotty Pippen Jr. this year. I don't know who else Vanderbilt has, but if you have a Pippen on your team, it must you, be a pretty good. You got a chance. You got a chance. Uh, first one I'll mention is Kentucky. And Kentucky's not even having a bad season. I believe they only have two losses right now. They may have three because they just lost to Tennessee, too. Yeah. But uh, Kentucky is a team that they're actually looking good. But when your basketball team is that raw, it's the second basketball season gets here and you're not having a Benny Snell top 10 team type of year at Kentucky, you're going to lose all your fans. Yep. So uh, bye-bye to Kentucky's fans. And then uh, I had North Carolina as well, but I'll just throw it out there. UConn. Like any True. excuse to get away <laughs> from that is uh, is a thing, and I think they're preseason top twenty-five. So, go UConn Husky up, whatever they say there. <laughs> um, no, more fun facts in the in the world outside of football. Frank Gore has been announced. He will fight Deron Williams, the former Cavaliers point guard. In honor of that, who are two college football players, past or present or future? I don't know how weird it's gonna get. Who are two that you should think should fight? Go ahead. Hayden. All right, I'll kick it off. This this one, th- these are like the two most like just one in a million type specimens in college football. Jordan Davis from Georgia. Dude is 6'6", 330. 
let me see if I can get ACH. a picture of him. He is a mountain of a human being. Number 99 on Georgia. Yeah, number yeah. 99 on Georgia. You have to have Isn't seen him. is he getting him. like Heisman hype this Something. Year? He's just, just crazy. He would be a 99 overall in college football yeah. revamped. And Correct. then Kayvon Thibodeau, who Oof. is long. I mean, he's 6'5". He's only 260, but this fight could totally happen in a heavyweight bout where you don't have weight limit restrictions. He's got an 82-inch wingspan. <laughs> I mean, Wings, that is wingspan. R- ridiculous. Yeah. So if I had to compare this to an actual fight, I would take like it would be like John Jones versus like a really fat Francis Ngannou. If you <laughs> watch the UFC, and that would be an epic fight. So those are two guys. Let me. I'll I'll pull up pictures for those of Colts. you non-UFC fans. Two very strong guys yes. fighting each other. Yes. Go ahead, Colt. All right. I've got a. You know, a little bit of bad blood, I would say, probably going down the locker room. Spencer Rattler versus Caleb Williams. Okay? Wow. Okay. Where it stacks up, I mean, if you look at it, they're both six foot one, and one is 205 pounds, Caleb Williams is 210 pounds. So this would be an even match, okay? Uh, Canelo Alvarez, I don't know if you guys saw this past weekend, absolute beast in the boxing ring. He weighs, you know, 168 pounds. This would be way heavier than that, which is actually kind of insane. Yeah. I... I don't know, but I think if they were to fight, the winner would have to get the QB1 job back. I agree. I like agree. If Spencer Rattler wins this, he gets to have the OU job, and then Caleb Williams would have to enter the transfer portal and get out. That's the only fair way to do this. Yeah, there so uh, mine is a little a little more in left field, but uh, <clears throat> I think it doesn't matter current or maybe when they were in their prime, but this would be iconic. I think Johnny Manziel should fight Ryan Leaf. two quarterbacks that came out hoping to be elite you know they got into some trouble but i think johnny manziel versus ryan leaf would be a huge spectacle if that ever happened there would be a lot of money spent to go see that that fight you know who else would be good do you guys remember tyler huntley when he was at utah the dude was tyler huntley versus Jaden daniels two like tall skinny guys I, what about he, I raise you Sean Oakman? I have him written down. Really? Yes. Versus, versus Jadavion Clowney? Yes. <laughs> okay. Sean Oakman, six foot nine, two hundred eighty pounds. Yeah. Absolute the, specimen. Little. Um. It, honestly, so many great fights out there. So many great matches. <laughs> okay. One more. One more. We got to get Champ Fleming versus like. Who would you even put him Somebody against? Somebody else that's five foot five. Christian Zendejas or something. <laughs> I got another one. A rematch of what's already happened this season. Lane Kiffin versus the Tennessee Volunteer fans. I, I think he'd win. He, do you see him catch that ball? There's a picture of Jordan, Jordan Davis, Davis on, I don't know. on let's Hayden's run that screen for you, for you visual viewers. Anyways, yeah. let's jump into those Week 11 picks, boys. Um, we've got a number of them. I've kind of got some predictive-ish rankings. I just looked up what the committee's going to have because they're not dropping until after the show. Very inconsiderate of them. <sighs> Come on, but We've got roughly, I'm just going to say roughly each time, roughly 16th-ranked NC State <laughs> at roughly 12th-ranked Wake Forest. Are you on the committee or something now? <laughs> uh, I, I do have, I can't actually say Did that. Did Paula let you submit this week? <laughs> exactly, but I, I, I wrote in for her um, this week. However, that is the matchup, NC State at Wake Forest. Wake Forest has the number six offense in the country, I believe. They're averaging like 45 points per game, just a ridiculous offense. And then you have NC State, a little bit more well-rounded. I think they're actually the most complete team in the ACC. They're pretty consistent. But I'm going to take Wake Forest. Wake Forest just lost a heart-crushing in-state rivalry. And fortunately for them, they get immediately a chance to rebound against another in-state rival at home. And this could very well be for the 
what are they, the Atlantic Division? Are they in the Atlantic Division? Yeah, because the I, Coastal I always... is the one that falls apart every year. It's right. the crazy... Okay, so this, this game likely will decide the ACC Atlantic Division, and I've got the Demon Deacons. All right, Cole. I wasn't completely sold on Wake Forest until I watched them play North Carolina. I know that Wake Forest lost the game, but damn, Sam Hartman, that guy is legit. And I think they just ran into a trap game versus UNC. So I've got Wake Forest pulling this one out. And, um, yeah, I think with the win, they would pretty much lock up that spot or at least be pretty close to locking up the, the Atlantic. Yeah, NC State has that win over Clemson, and it was an overtime win, and they nearly choked it. Mm-hmm. And that's their most impressive win on the year. So they just don't impress me all that much. And, and like you said, Wake Forest has done stuff to impress me. You talk about that 70-point performance against Army. Right. You talk about the way their offense looked against North Carolina despite the loss. You just talk about some of these wins they've pulled out this year. I like Wake Forest in this game, and, and I like them big. I think Wake mm. Forest is going to trounce this NC State team, expose a fraudulent wolf pack. All right. Uh, so we all picked them. Yeah. So let's hope that's not a cow pick this week. Because <laughs> um, we got a clean sweep and ended oh up getting wrong on that one. Next game, we've got roughly 11th ranked Texas A&M, although knowing the committee, like 6th ranked Texas A&M, um, at number roughly 14 Ole Miss. <laughs> so like number 9 Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Um, yep. I'll shoot first. I'll shoot first. I think uh, I picked against the Lane Train last week, I think. Right? Who did they play last week? Uh, um, <laughs> I'm trying to blank. Were they, were they on by? Uh, they may have been. I yeah. picked against them... Two weeks ago, I think. Uh, against Auburn. Yeah, I picked against yeah. them two weeks ago, and I believe it worked out for me, right? No, Auburn beat Ole Miss. Yeah, it worked out for me. I picked against Ole Miss. Okay. So, <laughs> that got confusing. Yeah. Anyways, but I'm picking against Ole Miss again. I like Texas A&M in this game. I picked against Ole Miss beat Liberty. Liberty. It was Liberty. Oh, okay. I picked, so, it didn't work out for me, but I'm still picking against them again. I'm sorry, Lane Kiffin. I picked Texas A&M. What? But it's okay, because I'm going to take Ole Miss... I think they were going to get their mojo back. We all thought they were going to blow – well, not we all, but some of us thought they were just going to blow the doors off of Liberty offensively, and they didn't. They got off to like a 24-point lead in the first quarter or something, and they just completely stalled out. Yeah. So I think this is a big game for them to get back in the SEC West. I don't think they have a shot at winning that division with head-to-head losses to the Bama schools. But I think Texas A&M is – they're just – they're not blowing me away. You know, they have the best win in the country to this point, but – Something tells me the Rebels are, are going to get it done. Well, I mean, A&M beat Auburn last weekend. That was pretty impressive. That's Hayden's newly adopted uh, team. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm still high on Ole Miss as well, okay? I like Matt Carell. I like Lane Kiffin. I think I really like this coaching matchup right here. You got Jimbo Fisher versus Lane Kiffin. It's fun. I, th- I believe both of them were under the Saban regime at some point. Correct. Is that correct? Correct. So, battle of intelligent minds, I think Ole Miss pulls it out, especially being at home. Yeah, it's rare. I, I've been on the Ole Miss hype train most of the year, but I pick against them this week. I'm, I'm now on the Texas A&M hype train. Hayden wow. can remember I used to be really high on A&M. Yep. The first year I'm not high on them, they're <laughs> actually like a top 10 team. Next, we have roughly number 8 Oklahoma at roughly number 15 Baylor. In 2019, Baylor blew two double-digit leads against Oklahoma in both the regular season and in the Big 12 championship game. And Pain. I got like second-hand heartache from watching those two games i have no dog in this fight but i just they up 28-3 in one of them yeah i think it was the the regular season game the the big 12 championship game was a little bit closer but ole miss just barely won or sorry oklahoma just barely won that game and oklahoma's not that good man but they're just you know what they're gonna do they're gonna win out 
and they're going to pretend their way to another college football playoff only to get blown out in the first round. And, you know, I think once again, Oklahoma looks, looks sloppy for most of this game, but then Caleb Williams turns into Johnny Manziel in the fourth quarter and somehow he is the fun Sooners, to watch. He is, Admittedly, he is. he is fun to watch. He, he's really exciting, but I think the Sooners get it done. You know, you voiced it so well. I'll just ditto that. Yeah, Oklahoma. I think same thoughts. Going to be ugly, but I think Oklahoma wins. Mm-hmm. I agree with both of your takes, but I'm just going to bet on what I hope will happen. So, <laughs> knowing that Dave Aranda has a defensive background, especially as a coordinator at the University of Hawaii back then, I think that you know, hopefully, he shuts down oh, the wait. OU offense, <laughs> and then you know, maybe limits Caleb Williams. The spread right now is only five and a half in favor of Oklahoma, so I definitely think Baylor has a chance to bounce back from that tough loss against TCU last week. I like the Hawaii tie-in, Colt. Uh, Every time I get an opportunity to talk about Hawaii, I next will. we have future top twenty-five Purdue at the Big Hat. The big house. Big house? Yeah. Yeah, the big house. No. No. The horseshoe. horseshoe. Ah, see, I did the same thing. Anyways, um, I don't know why I always make that mistake, but it's that was a cardinal sin. I apolo- Actually, I don't apologize. They're not listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the Pac-12 show. Actually, we get a surprising amount of Ohio State traction on Instagram. Really? A lot of Ohio State well, fans. They're going to be pissed. They are going to be very upset. Uh, 19 Purdue, which is my predictive, roughly, at Ohio State. 19 Purdue? Think- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Colt, why don't you give us your pick? Man, you know, I... I love this whole Purdue upsetting, you know, good teams and the Cinderella story that's kind of been happening. But, man, if this was March Madness, I think this is when the slipper falls off. I think Ohio State will come out and dominate. They just have way too many playmakers on this team. And, man, when you've got Olave, you got C.J. Stroud, you got Smith and Jigba this past weekend going absolutely berserkos. I think Ohio State, they find a way to win, and I think they do it again this weekend. All right, Hayden? Yeah, yeah. Uh... Will lightning strike for like the sixth time with Purdue? I mean, I, at this point, it's it's tough to bet against them in these types of games. But this is a road game, and typically when they pull the upset minus the Iowa game, it's usually at home. So Ohio State, having experienced the uh, the upset you experience in the past, I think multiple times. Yep. I I don't think they're going to get caught lacking here, and I think. George Karloftis of Purdue is actually one of the most slept-on players in the country. He's just an absolute beast at defensive end. Probably going to be a first-round pick this year. I think he'll he'll make some noise in this game, but I like Ohio State. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go against the grain on this one. I think uh, Ohio State has looked arguably just as sloppy as Oklahoma. They've had a few impressive wins. Eh, not emphasis on impressive. They yeah, last won. week, man. Last week good. was ugly. Nebraska's been doing that to teams, but I like Purdue. Let's I think, go. I, I think the Boilermakers are going to do it. Boiler up. It's on the road. Yeah, it's not at home, and, and they did lose that game to Wisconsin on the road, but that's a very good Wisconsin team right now. I just like it. I like the pick. I've got Purdue again, and I wasn't high on Purdue last week, but you know Speak what? it into existence, Budge. Boiler Make up, baby. Happen. Boiler up. All right, next we've got Michigan at Penn State. Penn State potentially ranked for this one. Decided to slip it in. Who do you got in this one, Hayden? Franklin's got one foot out the door. Let's be real. Penn State, just that loss to Michigan, you could tell. Or Iowa, I'm sorry. Well, I, 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 I uh, foreshadowed I think Michigan <laughs> beats Penn State. But I just think that, that that loss to Iowa and then following it up with the loss to Illinois, that, that was it. I, don't, I think they're checked out on this year. And 
I guess waiting to see who the James Franklin replacement is going to be. And, uh, yeah, I've got the Wolverines. Yeah, dare I counter that again and say wow. uh, Gary Patterson had two feet out the door on TCU, and they still beat Baylor. Uh, so I think but even he with, helped game plan. Right. Even, well, so does so is James Franklin. That's, I think with one true. foot out the door, I think Penn State wins this one. I think Michigan is better than Penn State. I think this is Michigan's year. They've, they're the most talented team Harbaugh's had. They're the best team Harbaugh's had, and I think they're going to lose. I just think they're going to lose. It's the same vibe as the Michigan State game to me, and uh, I got Penn State winning. So I'm the tiebreaker here. Yep. Correct. I've got Michigan winning this one. In Vegas, it's a pick 'em, but, you know, in Pacific POV, I've got Michigan. I think they're the better team. You know, they had a nice 27 29 to 7 win over Indiana this past weekend. Although Penn State, they look good in beating Talia, Tango, Vailoa, and Maryland, but I still think Michigan is a way better team. I think that you know they should be undefeated if they didn't blow that game against Michigan State and so I've got Michigan hammering all right fair enough terrible pick no I'm just kidding upsets uh let's go to upsets yeah Whoa. it's upset season I'll go first because mine's always wrong uh it's the only <laughs> game I got wrong last week uh upset pick I've got Nevada beating number 22 projected San Diego State um I just Carson Strong season San Diego State's ranked low. Uh, now it's not going to happen because Bud's <laughs> picked it. Exactly. So that's my pick. Well, hold on. I'm going to ditto. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I don't oh, think this go. has ever happened before. Um, yeah, I think San Diego State, they're so one-dimensional. Now, granted, this has worked for them for years, being one-dimensional. But George Bell is like not... I don't even think he's top five in the running backs that they've had there over the years. You got Correct. Rashad Penny... Donnell Pumphrey. And Donnell Pumphrey and some other guys that have torn up ASU in the Pac-12. Bunch of other losers. No, yeah, and, and Nevada, um, they're explosive. And I think they're going to hit more big plays, and I, I like the Pack. It Let's was go. that close San Diego State versus Hawaii game this past weekend that made you guys all skeptical about San yeah. Diego State. Because played close versus that Hawaii team, let's be honest. No. <laughs> I can't disagree, that, honestly. <laughs> um, I've got Virginia beating Notre Dame this weekend. Notre Dame's only favored by five and a half, but Notre Dame's coming into Virginia, and Virginia had a bye week, okay, after that, you know, game, after that game they played against BYU where they put up quite a bit of points. Virginia's 6-3 and three right now. They're a great team. They're trying to make the ACC championship game. I've got Virginia beating Notre Dame, which would then hurt Cincinnati's strength of schedule. So I'm not necessarily rooting for that to happen, but I think it will. And uh, judging from your track record in those picks, it probably will. So let's uh, let's stick in your corner, Colt. Let's do one for the little guy. All right, this week I'm doing a conference, the Mountain West. Okay, this is a conference that has the University of Hawaii in it, but I'm not talking about them right now. I'm talking about that big game that you guys all mentioned, Nevada versus San Diego State this weekend. This should probably be for the Mountain West West Division, and if Nevada wins, I think Fresno State is pretty much out because Nevada already has that tiebreaker over Fresno. Um, battle of really good coaches that I think that could be out the door uh, with uh, Norvell and Brady Hoke. Um, Carson Strong for Nevada. I think this is going to be a, a game where he's going to have to prove to NFL scouts that he deserves to be a first-round pick, and I think he'll deliver. He's looked pretty good this season. Um, Nevada, they have strong wins over Boise State, Cal, Hawaii, and their losses only to like Kansas State and Fresno. And so I think Nevada is going to win this game. Wow. Um, Three yeah, Nevada picks. I'm picking them over San Diego State, who's played some close games of late. But when you look at it, San Diego State still has that insane win over Utah earlier in the season. 
And so maybe that's you can attribute that to before the Cameron Rising era. But man, what a fun game this weekend, and hopefully it, it delivers. Yeah, yeah, I think San Diego State, just their style allows them to play up to opponents, but also play down to opponents. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. It's, it's reflected on all their games this year. Thank you, Colt, for that one for the little guy. Let's jump into our Pac-12 picks for Week 11. There are no buys this week, and you know what that means. That means six match... Oh, wait. Not <laughs> oh. six matchups, because Cal got the COVID bug, and they do not have enough players. So the official Pac-12 policy is Cal gets a loss, USC gets a win, but as Colt informed us, we got a Colt bomb today. Uh, <laughs> Cal is trying to appeal. Yeah, they're trying to get that game to be called postponed and play that game later this season. Yeah. So we will not be picking that game. We have five games. That'd be a Mickey Mouse win for USC, though. You still got to play the games, especially when you're trying to like make a bowl game. Precisely. I, you know, it's, it's whatever. But anyways, uh, let's go into that first game. We've got Utah could be ranked. We'll, we'll see later tonight. Should be ranked. They Probably should not. be. Please. Uh, at Arizona, who has that Mickey Mouse win on their schedule. I think ASU <laughs> should secretly be, not secret, they should be rooting for U of A this week because Utah needs to lose two more games and ASU needs to win out because there is still a mathematical possibility path yep. for ASU to win the South. So as much as it sucks, you kind of want U of A to, to maybe win this game here. Do I think it's going to happen? Very, very unlikely. Utah's offense just way too diverse with the running backs, and then Cam Rising has been, you know, playing playing uh, incredible down the stretch here. Yeah. And then Will Plummer, you know, God bless him, he's just terrible. Uh, he's so bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. There is there's a higher chance that Tennessee beats Georgia this weekend I, than U of A beating Utah. I, I, I kind of agree with you. And Will Plummer's tough, but I just I don't think that defense allows him to get going and. I think Utah's going to have yet another large uh, victory, both in score and in um, uh, in weight. I think Utah shuts out U of A, and I think they obliterate them. I, I don't think Arizona – I think they're going to come into this game somehow cocky because they just won a game, but they're so bad. I think Utah is going to expose them. The fact that we even have to do our picks on this game is kind of egregious. Utah looks like the best team in the Pac-12 of late. Budge, I'm going to bet our entire apartment that Utah will beat Arizona oh, this week. Oh, hold on. Well, okay. Hold on. The place of living, yes, Utah will win. Our apartment's on the line. Yes. Yeah, even Madeline's chiming in. There's no way U of A beats Utah. They lost to NAU. So there you have it. Arizona so not we're winning. we our apartment. Exactly. Um, next up we have... Uh, college basketball game, number 10, Kentucky versus number 9, Duke. Let's go! Uh, it's this weekend. We're putting it in place of the USC-Cal game, but uh, who you guys got in this one? I'll take Duke, getting Coach K's last season off to a good start. Um, I'm going to go Kentucky in this one. This is at a neutral site in Madison Square Garden, trying to kick off the season a little bit. Talking to Nick Hodell out there, he's really high on Kentucky. He thinks this is a team that a lot of people are sleeping on, so I do like the Coach K farewell tour. But I think this is a little bit of a reality check weekend, and so I've got Kentucky winning the game. I agree. I think them getting ranked number nine was literally just out of respect for Coach K. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kentucky's going to expose this uh, farewell tour before it even gets started. Yep. There's the only college basketball analysis you'll ever hear from me. And <laughs> we'll, we'll jump to the next game. Stanford at Oregon State. Big game in Corvallis this weekend. I think Stanford might be the worst team in the Pac-12 when they don't have Tanner McKee. 
I genuinely think when Jack West is starting for Stanford, U of A beats them six times out of ten. Wow. Whoa. I Holy mean, we saw cow. we saw week one against Kansas State. Oh, that was yeah. not even a ball game. Yeah. I mean, they got absolutely floored by Kansas State at, at the neutral site. And then we saw just the turnaround in week two. They bring in McKee, and they absolutely boogie-whipped USC. Boogie-whipped. Yeah. Oof. So... I think Oregon State gets it done, McKee or no McKee. You've mentioned Tyler, Oregon State, just a different animal at home. Yeah. And I think they've got a weak opponent here and a great chance to snap their little losing streak they've got going on heading into the biggest two games of the season. All right, Cole. Hey, Hayden, I'm with you. Stanford got clapped last week versus Utah. <laughs> Oregon State, they're undefeated at home this season. There's no reason to believe that they don't get it done this weekend. Hammer the beefs. Yeah, you know, Oregon State, uh, disappointing last couple weeks, obviously. Um, We had an opportunity to really, and I alluded to it earlier, take that next step and to actually ascend from just, ah, we're going to make a bowl game to, oh, we could go beyond a bowl game to a big bowl game this year. Lost a couple tough games on the road. Those are the road games. That's the difference between, you know, being a champion and being a good bowl team. Um, But I like Oregon State in this game. We're undefeated at home. I'd like to think we pull it together. If we don't, could be rough. We could end up going five and seven, oh. which which would be just absolutely oh. brutal. But to me, this is a, a must-win game if you want to make a bowl game for the sure. Beavs. And then you're playing with house money down the stretch um, for Oregon State. Next game, Arizona State on the road versus a coachless Washington team. Last time we played a coachless team from the state of Washington, it did not go well. Right, and this is the third coachless team in a row. That they're playing because USC, Correct. you know, with their situation they got going on. Um, I just think this is going to be an ugly game. ASU showed some good signs last week. Rashad White went off. But Jaden Daniels looked atrocious. And I think Washington is going to try to force Jaden Daniels to beat them. And Washington still has a good defense. It's like top five in the Pac-12. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of punts and turnovers in this game. ASU, I think, will also stymie Dylan Morris like everyone else has been able to do. But I think ASU will maybe find their groove a little bit late, and I think that'll be just enough for them to get a slim win. This game is so sketchy, especially as an ASU fan. If Washington can shut down the run game from ASU, oh my goodness, I think ASU could lose this. But I'm banking on the fact that you know, the special K is going to come out. I think the Wheaties boy himself, Jaden Daniels, I think he'll step up, hopefully get that chemistry back with his receivers, and I think ASU is going to win. But that's just because I'm a homer. Yeah, I think uh, Jimmy Lake not being in is huge uh, for this game. Washington hit a little bit of a stride. That Oregon game, mm-hmm. I think, kind of derailed some of their swagger they were building up. I think ASU gets this one done, and it's because they did a lot of promising stuff in controlling the game. It wasn't pretty. But we controlled it versus USC. It reminded me a lot of Herm's first year, mm. some of the ugly ways ASU won games. So I think they're going to win ugly. Might NCAA. I add, Washington just fired their offensive coordinator too. Yeah, so they're going to be fired down. their defense coordinator as well. Yeah, so, so a lot of coordinator firings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next game, Colorado at UCLA. Intriguing game in the South. How about the Buffs, man? They have really found their stride on offense. Like you mentioned, Brendan Rice, Brendan Lewis. Are they both named Brendan? Right. Uh, or is it Brandon Lewis? I it's Brendan. I think well, I know it's Brendan Rice. It's but, Brendan Lewis. It is Brendan. Okay, Lewis. so uh, Brendan Squared has gotten it going <laughs> at Colorado. Just think it's too little, too late. I don't think they're going to go to a bowl game. And I think UCLA coming off a bye here was very needed. 
after their devastating loss to Utah, really, I think, kind of ended um, their season kind of in ASU's shoes, got off to a promising start, yeah, and then hit the reality check when they went to Rice Cycle Stadium. But I think the Bruins bounce back here, and I think this will be a close, low-scoring game, but I like the Bruins at home. I have a, lar- a hard time characterizing Colorado and Oregon State. I feel like Oregon State was a team that I thought was going to be, you know, really good, and then Colorado beats them. And I thought Colorado was a team that, you know, has underperformed this year. And so what I do know is that UCLA is coming off of a bye, and they've got a way better offense led by, you know, Zach Charbonnet and DTR. I think UCLA gets it done. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to uh, go the other way. I think Colorado gets the win in the Rose Bowl. I think UCLA's home field advantage is non-existent. Um, as we as we talked about, especially in this game, there mm-hmm. is going to be there are going to be no fans there, um, and uh, you just feel like UCLA is fool's gold almost. Like they fooled us earlier in the season into thinking after that win over LSU, like oh man, we don't even talk about that. But UCLA <laughs> has a more impressive win over LSU than Bama. True, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I don't think it'll matter. I think the Buffs get it done. Uh, Skull Buffs. Wait, by transitive property, UCLA might be better than Bama. Colorado's better than Bama with this win. Uh, next game, we have the Washington State Cougars on the road against the number four Ducks in a game that somehow, despite all outside factors, is for the north of the Pac-12? Yeah, and I'll let you get into that a little bit more. I know we talked about it on the way down here, just all the crazy scenarios that would create if Washington State won, but I think Oregon wins this game. I will say the 14-point spread is disrespectful to Washington State. They... I don't think they're going to catch anybody is going to be surprised by them uh, down the stretch here. They completely embarrassed ASU a couple weeks ago before the bye, and and they're going to be healthy. And you can expect that Jake Dickert's going to get this team ready, and they're going to give the Ducks everything they can handle. But as we all know, Autzen Stadium always is a big factor in these things. So I like the Ducks to barely keep their playoff hopes alive. Guys, I said this at the beginning of the season. Washington State is going to finish second in the North. I was wrong. They're going to be first in the North after this weekend. <laughs> oh, my. Okay? You may think this pick makes no sense, but they've got Jaden Delora, who's been my ride or die this season, so I'm riding with it. Okay, they look legit versus ASU, and I think they're going to come out and get the surprising, shocking win over an Oregon team that may be kind of fluky as of late. Yeah, I have the Ducks winning this game. I'm just going to spoil that right off the bat, but... If Washington State wins this game, it will be one of the most improbable runs we have ever seen. And then from there, Washington State is going to control everything. And I think from there, their last two games are, what, they play Washington and is it U of A they play right before that? Yeah, I believe so. So literally, if they win this game, they are a near lock. They're a near lock for the Pac-12 championship. That that, uh, Washington game is sketchy in Seattle. Um, even if they lose this game, there is still a very realistic path. Not very re- realistic path. They win their next two. Oregon loses on the road to Utah. Oregon State wins out and beats Oregon. It creates a three-way tiebreaker. Washington State would then have the best record in the division, and they would still win the Pac-12 North. Look at that. So they could lose this game and still win it. Colts pick has somehow aged well. <laughs> I, I think me and Hayden owe him an apology. First yeah. year on the podcast. It feels good. <laughs> Dude, I... Wow. <laughs> I mean, Washington State, it kind of reminds me of UCLA a couple years ago. Like that Remember six when, and seven. Yeah, well, when UCLA was 0-3 in the non-conference, oh, yeah. and then they just freaking ran through the Pac-12 and went like 5-7. and seven. 
They didn't make a bowl game, but I mean, Washington State. Who saw that coming? Who saw that coming? Cool. Unbelievable. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, why don't we jump to Hayden's corner? Hayden, we'll get a recruiting update this week as right. the recruiting cycle kicks in. All right. So I'll start with a couple storylines. Um, Oregon has a, a strong lead in the standings, but they did lose a couple four-star receivers this month. Uh, they do, like I said, they maintain a, a solid lead. ASU just flipped a three-star tight end from Nevada. Let's go. Um, you know, the Pac-12 is still dominant over the Mountain West. We know that. However, Damn. on the same day, we lost a guy to Texas Tech. So one step, one step forward, one step back, and we are still sitting with five commits a month and a, a month and a half away from early signing day. Arizona's holding down the three spot. They built their class with pretty much all local talent, something that both major schools have really struggled to do. And then Cal has plummeted. And it's not because they've lost a ton of commits. It's just people are passing them up from four to nine over the last month. And I think Justin Wilcox might quietly be on the hottest seat in the Pac-12 right now. Yes. absolutely underperformed at Cal. Dare I argue that COVID might have bought him some time, though? Oh, I I think it did. I think it absolutely – it might have. Are you talking about this season? I think this season. I think it okay. bought him some time this year because Maybe. he's got the excuse of like, well, I didn't even get to play USC and U of A was Mickey Mouse. Right. I, you you might make that argument. But if they go 3-9, and nine, that would that's just a bad look. And I'll just quickly list off 12-1. to one. Coming in at the bottom is Arizona State and then Utah, Washington State, Cal, Washington. Uh, and then I'll go 7-4. to four. We have USC, Oregon State, Colorado, oh, wow. UCLA. Oregon just, State working their way up. Yep. Yeah. And UCLA just got a last month they got a four-star quarterback commit. And then three, two, one, we have Arizona, Stanford, Oregon. And I think we can expect these standings to change actually quite a bit down the stretch because I do think there's gonna be a lot of head coaching changes in the Pac twelve and around the country. And, of course, these rankings don't always translate to on-the-field success. You look at Utah and Oregon State, who've been pretty successful this year, don't always dominate in recruiting. And then on the flip side, ASU-USC, two schools who have traditionally been pretty good in recruiting, especially USC, yeah. who's been dominant in recruiting, have the number one player in the country, um, and they're four and five. So. That's Precisely. it for the recruiting update, and I'll probably have more around National Signing Day. Cool. All right. And, uh, boys, we'll jump from there to some fact or fiction. Oh, let's so go. We, we got some fact or fiction today. We'll start off hot. Fact or fiction, Dan Mullen should be fired at the end of this season. Fact. Yeah, fact. Why are we saying fact? Because, well, first of all, they just got blown out by South Carolina. And that, they looked pretty much like ASU did against Washington State. I think Florida's checked out. I think Dan Mullen's checked out, evidenced by his comments that you mentioned last week about this weird not recruiting during the season. I mean, that's just yeah. ridiculous. So I think Florida would be would really be remiss to not fire Dan Mullen. In short, I would say Florida, the gap between Florida and the Georgias and Bamas of the world has increased. And because of that, I see them going in the opposite direction rather than closer to the blue bloods of the SEC. All right, fact or fiction, Urban Meyer returns to Florida. Fiction. Fiction. <laughs> I, that one wasn't even on here. You go to... from Jacksonville Jaguars to the 
Florida Gators. <laughs> Fact or fiction, Dan Mullen jumps the ship to another job before he can get fired. Fiction. I, I mean, don't know. Fiction? <laughs> I don't even, I've, I've mentioned before the Penn State job. I don't think Penn State would take him. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think that would be a good move. Most hilarious comment I saw was TCU said that they are definitely interested in Matt Campbell as a head coach. And it's like, okay, like he doesn't want to go to your school. <laughs> exactly. like, did what? you guys see the TCU Deion Sanders thing? I did see that. He's interested in Whoa, interviewing. Uh, that could cool, be interesting. Though. Surprise that missed fact or fiction. Anyways, fact or fiction, uh, this is a hilarious story. Middle Tennessee State is very hesitant to leave the CUSA right now because mm-hmm. a lot of the higher-ups at Middle Tennessee State want to collect the exit fees from the other schools leaving the conference. So, fact or fiction, Middle Tennessee State is on to something? Fact. I mean, money drives all decisions. Yep. Follow the money, as they say. So uh, that's Fact. that's creating some bad blood in the CUSA. Fact or fiction, Jimmy Lake deserved his suspension. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go fact. You're a role model for a team. Better act like it. I'll say I'll say fact. Um, Soft. I, no, I'm <laughs> fact, but it depends on – and they did a thorough investigation about it. It's not like they just looked at the clip – and they're like, okay, you're suspended. Like, they interviewed him. They interviewed the player. They interviewed people on the sidelines. Yeah. And the fact that they came to that conclusion leads me to believe that it wasn't just coaching him up. And he was taking his anger out on him, which is just really, really a terrible look. So, fact. Exactly. Not not a good look for them right now. Fact or fiction, Scott Frost returning is a good move by the Huskers. Fiction. Fiction. Absolutely horrible decision. Stop giving him so many chances. Move on and move toward a better direction. Stop living in the 1990s. It's not 91 anymore. There you go. Um, this one I know will draw some passionate responses. Fact or fiction, College Game Day made a mistake going to Mississippi this week. The most facts of the show so far. Fact. Why are we going to SEC games every single week? I mean, stop it. We went to Georgia like twice this year. Now we're going to Ole Miss. It's not SEC game day. It's college game day. Right. Go to San Diego State. Have they been to the ACC this year? I don't, I don't know. think so. This would have been the week to do it. NC State at Wake Forest. I mean, right, because they went to Cincinnati, Tulsa. And and you're trying to tell me that was the premier game of the week? Like, I, mean, I don't know. I think college yeah. game day is starting to lose its its luster a little bit and you know lee corso he's on he's on his way out yeah of, like of life left left with him yeah i i just think they need a facelift of that thing and you see like georgia they barely show up when they go to georgia I yeah think it's because it's so they're it's not even special for them anymore the amount of times game day goes to those sec schools i mean sec network already has college game day so why are we doubling down with the actual one right yeah they have their own show Exactly, exactly. It's, uh, it's frustrating. They haven't even gone to an FCS school this year. They've done that consistently for years, at least one time. This could have been it. No, next week, Montana State versus Montana is going to be a big game. Let's uh, do it. Keep keep an eye on that. Uh, fact or fiction, though, at, at College Game Day, Katy Perry should be the guest picker for the second time at Mississippi. Oh, it was fun the first time. It was fun. Fact, because when she was there, they beat Alabama, I believe, was who they beat. There you go. So if you're an Ole Miss fan, you want Katy Perry back. Yeah, fact. Make it happen. Fact or fiction, this is the murkiest the Heisman race has been this deep into the season in a long time. I'm trying to think of recent years. Like last year, Devontae Smith. It was a kind of clear cut towards the end. Yeah, Yeah, fact. fact. Yeah. 
I have no idea. I feel like it say, changes week to week. Even like I guess Bryce Young, who is probably the front runner, he had he was not impressive at all. Last no week. one stood out. It's not like oh we have all these guys who are worthy of it. It's like no one's playing well this year. Yeah, now Kenneth Walker like he just Kenneth disappeared because they've lost to Purdue. Look out for Caleb Williams though, because maybe this whole Heisman story of him coming in in the middle of the season could, may could boost his campaign. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, factor fiction: the college football playoff will have no newbies this year. No teams that haven't already made it. Eight of the top nine have been to the playoff before right now. Man, I'm just, I just want to say that... In the AP polls. It's fact, if there are newbies? Um, the playoff will have no newbies. There will be newbies because I want them to be newbies. <laughs> so, so fiction is I'm going to lose... Oh, I'm going to be so depressed. If it's Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio oh. State... It's going to be a That would rough. be so bad for college football. Agreed. Agreed. Not, not for the people running it, though. They would love that. That's what they want. But for exactly. everyone else who, who likes college football... For the fans. Mm-hmm. That would just be painful. All right. Fiction, sadly. I think that's what will probably end up happening. A two-loss Bama. Beating loses, Georgia. Loses to Auburn and then beats Georgia and gets in. All right. Here we go. Uh, fact or fiction. Jaden Daniels should stay for his senior season at ASU. If he wants to play in the league, Fact. If he doesn't care and he wants to, maybe you know underwater basket weaving. I hear his competitive <laughs> if, if, if he days. wants to be on someone's practice squad, then then go ahead. Um, wow, but Fact. this is I his mean, best shot. Yeah. All right. Fact or fiction? The Pac-12 should allow Cal and USC to reschedule. I think so. Yeah. A fact. fact. Mm-hmm. It's a game that was scheduled this season. Just make it up. Make it happen. We shouldn't be penalizing teams as much as possible. If there's an opportunity to reschedule a game, let's make it happen for all parties involved. Fact or fiction, uh, U of A's win should be vacated. Fiction. Sad, sadly, <laughs> fiction. Fiction, yeah. The game was played. But, man, that would that would be actually the biggest L of the season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyways, fact or fiction, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors Whoa. will make a bowl game. Fact. Fiction. Okay, they've got to win three games, okay? On the road at UNLV this weekend. UNLV got their first win this past week. They're not going to do it again, okay? Uh, Colorado State at home. they got to win that one. It's going to be a little tough, but Colorado State's not that good. Then you've got that road game against Wyoming. Hawaii does not win in Wyoming because it's freezing cold and it's snowing. But if you believe <laughs> it will happen, it will happen if Hawaii wins his next three games, they'll be in the Hawaii Bowl. Make it happen. Please. Also, the fans came out great this past weekend. I love the students. Go Bows. I feel like for every game there, you gave us a reason to not pick Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But, but anyways, we'll jump forward to the spelling game this week. I'm sure we've got some great names. Um, Hayden, are you feeling going first today? Yeah, or I'll, I'll go should first. Should you wait to be the finale? All right, All right here, here we, we go. go. Offensive lineman, another one of those freshmen that I know Tyler likes. Um, <laughs> uh, Robert Wersch. Robert Wersch. Wersch. It's like Wersch. Like Worcestershire sauce. Uh, Robert. <laughs> That's Worcestershire, Colt. Uh, okay. <laughs> R-O-B-E-R-T. Yep. Okay. That Let's tough. go. That Wersch. Tough. Wersch. Have fun with this one. W. Guys, we're Worcestershire. O. Incorrect. Oh, okay, my. Okay, so it's not like the sauce. Nope. W-I. Incorrect. <laughs> Robert Wersch. What? W-Y-R-S-C-H. Robert oh. Wersch. Oh, my. Um, this game is brutal. It's getting worse every week. <laughs> ah, that's a good one. All right, Colt, listen up. 
another freshman uh, <laughs> from Let's Colorado. Go, ben Finesseth. Finesse? <laughs> finesse. That might be the coolest last name in the world. Right? We'll call it Finesse. He will, well, he finesse. The, you know what's actually the hardest going part? Crazy. The hardest part might be the Ben. B. <laughs> Correct. E. Mm-hmm. N. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm two for two on first names. Finesse. F. Yeah. I. Correct. N. Correct. E. Incorrect. I'm sorry, Colt. You have missed your first miss. Here he goes. F, I, N, I. No! Oh, no! <laughs> it was two N's, Cole. Oh, it was no! F I N N E S E T H. Vanessa. Oh man! You just see the pain on Cole. He was almost got a non Mickey Mouse win. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> Gosh. Dang, That's well, tough. you know what, Colt? Another day, another over I'm two. worse than U of A's football program. This is, like, you ridiculous. Can't, well, you do have, no, you have a Mickey Mouse win, they have a Mickey Mouse win. You guys are there, Yeah, them. exactly. You're on par. You're right there. Come on, Colt. You got it. Hit him <laughs> next time. All right, what, what conference do we got today, Hey, We've got the SWAC. All right, the, the sweat. Swag. The spelling, it just like depresses me before this whole mascot mashup. <laughs> yeah, but that's why we have well, it, to get your spirits back uh, yeah. up. Yeah. All right, All right. Who All right do we here got? we go. So... We've got the Alabama A&M Bulldogs. Oh, the, another uh, one of these guys. The Alabama State Hornets. Ooh. The Bethune-Cookman Wildcats. Okay. The Florida A&M Rattlers. The Ooh. Jackson State Tigers. The Grambling State Tigers. Mm. The Texas Southern Tigers. The Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. The Alcorn State Braves. The Arkansas Pine Bluff Golden Lions. The Prairie View A&M Panthers. And the Southern Jaguars. All right, so you already know what we do. Uh, Grambling, Texas Southern, and Jackson State, all gone. Goodbye. Tiger, tiger, tiger. Can't You just got to be unique. You beat each other up? To stand out in this world. What is a Delta Devil? Google. Uh, Google devil is going that's to have on a to... Delta? Delta Devil? Uh, Delta Flight. Delta, I know it's a frat thing. Hayden's getting us on that. So we got Rattlers, Bulldogs, okay, a Hornet. Who, what the? Oh, that Delta Devil looks that, kind of That's sick. a mean looking devil. Uh, hold on, let me get it. Let me pull it up over here. Wow. Delta Devil. But that just, that's the Tasmanian Devil. Really? No, no, no okay, no, it's like a little mock up. It's oh, not the I real thing. The, the Delta Devil, devil looks like a that, comic That thing book looks character. mean. Dude. I was going to say, okay, the Delta Devil's pretty legit. Um, what okay. do we got? Final Four? Is that what we're doing? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, a big yeah. conference. Let's, let's might, do, might in honor of college basketball, Final Four. Yeah. yeah, okay. We've got the Braves, the Jaguars, Golden Lions, Panthers, Wildcats, Hornets, Bulldogs, Rattlers. Um, come on, a, a Hornet. What's no. the Hornet gonna do? I think the Rattler eats the Hornet exactly easily. What's Ra- a Brave? Bra- uh, the Brave hunts Rattlers for fun. Yeah, exactly. So Rattler gone. A Bulldogs plus Spencer Rattler. So that's just bad energy. True. Right there, misrepresented. We got a bulldog and a wildcat, and wild then a cat. lion, golden lion. Yep. So I'm gonna take wildcat eats or uh, does away with the bulldog there. <laughs> the golden lion then eats the wildcat, and Correct. then the golden lion. And then is... the, the there was an old lady who swallowed a fly. <laughs> yes. Gosh. Yeah. So that gets us to the rattler. The no, no, no. rattler's got to be gone. Come on. Where's the rattler doing? Okay. So I think the Jaguar probably moves on with the Golden Lions. So you're looking the Brave, probably. So Brave and Panthers is the last two then to make it. And the Braves uh, won the World Series. So is it Alcorn State Braves or is it Prairie View A&M uh, Panthers? I might have to go with the Panther. Panthers are, are Panthers over who? 
over a, a brave? brave? I'm going to go with the Braves. Really? really? Yes. Uh, in spite of that, I'll go with the Panthers. <sighs> Why the Braves? Mostly because I hate how happy Ethan Ryder is that the Braves wow, won the World Series. Wow, absolutely dunking. Dunk on, on, okay. dunk on So, <laughs> Golden Lions, Jaguars, Panthers, Delta Devils. Is that what just happened? Yes, sir. Yep. All right. We'll take it. And uh, that's it for Mascot Matchup. We will let Michael Scott take us to the high tide. All I can do right now is put on a brave face and go out there and be their leader. It's over. We are screwed. All right, guys. Uh, week 11. What are we looking forward to most this week? I'm looking forward to the next uh, five minutes, um, well, maybe ten minutes. After this Kansas-Michigan State basketball game, we find out who's ranked, and I'm so curious to see where Cincinnati fall, where, where they land this week, especially with Miss Michigan State losing. And, you know, I, I think Bama should drop. When you play a tight game versus LSU, I think you deserve to drop. Could okay. we see Cincy jump in the top four? Okay, but Cincinnati just had a tough game against Tulsa. You know, I, I agree. Yeah. <sighs> I think everyone looked bad last week who was kind of in the mix. Therefore, I don't think we're going to see much movement in the rankings. But if there's one thing I'm looking forward to next week, um, will Jaden Daniels give me any hope that <laughs> he is actually going to be what I thought he was? Because I was so high on him coming into the season. And even in the first few weeks, I was like, okay, you know, he's figuring it out. I compared him to Deshaun Watson when he was at Clemson, and yeah. I'm Whoa. not feeling when too... When he was at Clemson. Yes, were. when he was at Clemson. Everybody <laughs> chill out. Don't cancel me. Um, but yeah, I want to see, see, see him do well. Hey, you know what? Go Devils. Go Beavs. Go Bows. I want them all yeah. to win this weekend. I want them all to win. Go Todd even. Graham. I know you don't like Todd Graham, but go Todd Graham. He's a good guy. Yeah, He's get good us guy. to a bowl game, and I'll love you too. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, think we're ready. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And with that, we wave goodbye. Mm-hmm.